Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the fifth day of February. Welcome. I hope you have had a great few days of February so far. It's so great to be back here with you, reading the Word of the Lord to and with you. I'm excited. We are in a new book. You are you're you're well into it, uh, and uh, I'm excited to read this together. It is a it's a weighty story that we're in, but um, necessary. And actually, I was thinking about it. I was like, this story that um, like that we're reading with um, Moses and the Israelites in the desert and the wandering. Um, it's important that we grasp it because really, all throughout the rest of this, the Bible, the readings for this year. Um, Pretty often does this get referenced, and so I think it's important for us to um, grasp it and to hold on to it, and um, because it does come into play for our own lives. And so there's a lot of things that are happening here, but、uh, let's jump back in together. We're picking up today in the book of Exodus with chapters 19 through 21. And we switch、uh, the translations every week, and so this week we're going to be in the Evangelical Heritage version. In the third month after the Israelites had left the land of Egypt, on that same day of the month, they came to the wilderness of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim and came to the wilderness of Sinai, they camped in the wilderness. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain. This is what you are to say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel: You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you will carefully listen to my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be my special treasure out of all the nations. Although the entire earth is mine, you will be my kingdom of priests and my holy nation. These are the words that you are to speak to the Israelites. Moses went and summoned the elders of the people. And he set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together, "Everything that the Lord has said, we will do." Moses brought back the people's words to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, "Look, I will come to you in a dense cloud, so the people will hear when I speak with you, and then they will always believe you." Moses told the people's words to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, "Go to the people." Consecrate them today and tomorrow, and have them wash their clothes. Be ready by the third day, for on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai, in the sight of all the people. You shall set boundaries for the people all around the mountain. Tell them, be careful that you do not go up to the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain must certainly be put to death. No one's hand is to touch such a person, but that person is to be stoned to death or shot with arrows. No such animal or person shall be allowed to live. But when the special ram's horn sounds a long blast, the people may come up to the mountain. Moses went down from the mountain to the people. He consecrated the people, and they washed their clothes. He said to the people, "Be ready by the third day. Do not come near a woman." On the third day, when morning came, there was thunder and lightning. A thick cloud was over the mountain, and there was a very loud blast of a ram's horn. All the people in the camp trembled. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. 
all of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. Its smoke went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled violently. When the sound of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in the thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai at the top of the mountain. The Lord then called Moses at the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. The Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people not to break through to see the Lord. If they do, many of them will fail. Even the priests who approach the Lord must consecrate themselves so that the Lord does not break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai because you warned, set boundaries around the mountain, and treat it as holy. The Lord said to him, Go down and bring Aaron up with you. But the priests and the people must not break through to come up to the Lord, so that the Lord will not break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them these things. Then God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from the land of Egypt, where you were slaves. You shall have no other gods beside me. You shall not make any carved image for yourself or a likeness of anything in heaven above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them or be subservient to them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. I follow up on the guilt of the fathers with their children, their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren, if they also hate me. But I show mercy to thousands who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not permit anyone who misuses his name to escape unpunished. Remember the Sabbath day by setting it apart as holy. Six days you are to serve and do all your regular work, but the seventh day shall be a Sabbath rest to the Lord your God. Do not do any regular work, neither you nor your sons or daughters, nor your male or female servants, nor your cattle or the alien who is residing inside your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. In this way the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may spend many days on the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife, his male servant, his female servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. All the people saw and heard the thunder and the lightning and the sound of the ram's horn and the mountain smoking. The people saw, and they trembled and stood far away. Then they said to Moses, Speak with us yourself, and we will listen, but do not let God speak with us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come to test you, so that you may always fear him. So that you do not sin. The people stayed at a distance, but Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Then the Lord told Moses to tell the people of Israel the following things. You yourselves have seen that I talked with you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver or gods of gold and place them beside me. You shall not make them for yourselves. You are to make an altar of earth for me and to sacrifice your whole burnt offerings on it as well as your fellowship offerings, your sheep and your cattle. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, 
I will come to you and I will bless you. If you make a stone altar for me, you are not to build it out of cut stones, because by applying a tool to it, you would pollute it. You are not to go up to my altar by steps, so that your nakedness will not be uncovered upon it. Now these are the ordinances which you are to set before them. If you purchase a Hebrew servant, he is to serve for six years, but in the seventh he may go free without paying anything. If he comes in by himself, he will go out by himself. If he is married when he comes in, then his wife will go out with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children will belong to her master, and the servant will go out by himself. But if the servant formally declares, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I do not want to go out free, then his master shall bring him to the judges. His master shall bring him to the door or to the doorpost, and he shall bore through his ear with an owl. Then he shall serve him for the rest of his life. If a man sells his daughter to be a female servant, she may not be sent out to the household, as the male servants may be. If she does not please her master who has married her, then he must let her be redeemed. He has no right to sell her to a foreign people, since he has not kept his commitment to her. If he marries her to his son, he must deal with her as, she, as he would deal with a daughter. If he takes a second wife for himself, he must not diminish the food, the clothing, or the marital rights of the first wife. If he does not do these three things for her, she may go free without paying any money. Anyone who strikes a man so that he dies must certainly be put to death. However, if this was not done intentionally, but rather was an act of God, for that kind of case I will appoint a place among you to which that man can flee. But if a man plots and kills his neighbor deliberately, you shall take him from my altar, so that he may be put to death. Anyone who strikes his father or his mother must certainly be put to death. If anyone kidnaps someone or sells him, or if the kidnapped person is found in his possession, the kidnapper must certainly be put to death. Anyone who curses his father or his mother must certainly be put to death. If men quarrel and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist, and the victim does not die but is confined to bed, and the victim gets up and can walk around outside with his staff, then the one who struck him shall not be punished. But he must pay for the victim's lost work time while he is recuperating until he is completely healed. If a man strikes his male or his female servant with a club, and the servant dies at his hand, he must certainly be punished. However, if the servant gets up after a day or two, the man shall not be punished, for the servant was his property. If men are fighting and they injure a pregnant woman so that the child comes out, yet no harm follows, they must certainly be fined as much as the woman's husband demands and the judges approve. But if any harm follows, then you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, and bruise for bruise. If a man strikes his male or female servant's eye and destroys it, he must let the servant go free as payment for the eye. If he knocks out his male or female servant's tooth, he must let the servant go free as payment for the tooth. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox must be stoned to death, and its flesh must not be eaten but the owner of the ox will not be held responsible. If the ox, however, had a habit of goring in the past 
and its owner had been warned, but did not keep it confined, and it kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner shall be put to death. But if a redemption payment is imposed on the owner, instead of the death penalty, he must pay whatever is imposed on him to save his life. This is also the ruling that applies to him if the ox has gored someone's son or daughter. But if the ox gores a male servant or a female servant, thirty shekels of silver shall be given to the servant's owner, and the ox is to be stoned to death. If a man uncovers a cistern, or if a man digs a cistern and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the cistern shall pay for the loss in full. He shall give money to the owner of the animal, and the dead animal shall be his. If one man's ox injures his neighbor's ox so that it dies, they shall sell the live ox and divide the money they got for it, and they shall also divide the dead animal. But if it was known that the ox was in the habit of goring in the past, and its owner has not kept it confined, he must pay ox for ox, and the dead animal will be his. So they're three months in the wilderness of Sinai. And they they come to the wilderness and they encamp. And they're camping in front of the mountain. And I'm like, little do you guys know how long you're going to be here um, because of their own choices. But anyways, so Moses went up to be with God and he calls him from the mountain. This is what you're, you are to say to the house of Jacob and to tell the people of Israel. And, um, and so he establishes the Ten Commandments with Moses. And so um, Moses comes down and they're like, tell us, like, speak with us yourself and we will listen, but do not let God speak with us or we will die. So they have this fear of the Lord. And I actually had someone explain fear of God to me um, a couple of weeks ago that I was like, oh, this is really interesting actually. Um, the fear of the Lord is not like to be terrified of him, but to be terrified of life without him. And so just to have like that reverence and awe of who he is. And I think here in this scripture right now, I think it's, we're afraid of him, you know, like that kind of fear, but um, that's purely my own speculation. But anyways, so Moses is saying, don't be afraid. God has come to test you. So that you may always fear him so that you do not sin. And so again, kind of reiterating not to be afraid of him, like that we are scared of who God is, but that we are afraid to be without him because we know that we can't live apart from him and be well. We can't, we're, we're in need of a savior, we're in need of God. And, um, and also we should desire or i mean i'll speak for myself like i desire that relationship with the lord um i recognize that gap when i feel like oh i've been trying to do this in my own strength like that's a constant thing that i'm recognizing in myself is like wait, 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 wait. i feel like i've had my own planner out and i'm trying to plan this and i'm trying to make this happen or i'm trying to figure this out and insult just my my own committee <laughs> of one um but really being like, oh wait, God, I can ask you, I can talk to you about this. I can ask for your guidance and your direction. And also I can just verbally process with you and um, I can just like, I can talk to you about this. Anyways, 
so he Moses is establishing fear of God and so um, then the Lord is telling Moses to tell the people of Israel these things um, and he's kind of giving this introduction like you yourselves have seen that I've talked with you from heaven you shall not make gods of silver or gods of gold and place them beside me you shall not make them for yourselves you were to make an altar this is where you're going to sacrifice your whole burnt offerings and your fellowship offerings your sheep your cattle in every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and I will bless it. And he gives very specific, uh, you know, steps. As if you make a stone altar for me, you are not to build it out of stones, because by applying a tool to it, you will pollute it. You are not to go up to my altar by steps, so that your nakedness will not be uncovered upon it. And um, and so he, he talks about laws about servants and laws about injuries. And a couple different things that I find interesting. Number one, I always used to be like, God, what's up with the Ten Commandments? Like, why do we have all these rules and laws and regulations? Like, I'm a rule follower. I love a good set of rules to keep me in check. But also, like, sometimes I'm like, screw it. <laughs> I've, I've lived by my own rules. I'm a little tired. I need to have some fun for a second. Um, which is very, very, very different. Um than what we're talking about here today but really I, what I think is happening here what I personally believe is that there needed to be some order because here's people who have only known slavery and then they're coming out into the wilderness and um, a lot can happen when you are set free and um, when you come out of slavery I don't even know what that does like I'd be so curious to do like to look at some brain mapping of what slavery does to a person's brain. But then to be like, okay, you are free and God saved you and now we are under him. And then to wrestle with what that looks like. Again, I'd be so curious, like the, the psychological standpoint of what does that do to their brains to where they're now hardwired and they need some un raveling here but anyways so I think that anytime you get a group of people together like I was a camp counselor okay I'm not saying that the Israelites are comparable to um, a youth summer camp but I don't know God or Moses could answer that but um, don't know that Moses was in the um, scene of being with teenagers for 10 weeks but anyways um you have you have to give them like yes you're you're free there's no parents here but also like there are still people who are going to keep you safe and, and that care for you and like yes you can have fun but like these are things that are here to keep you safe and someone is looking out for you like ultimately these are created in love but we need to follow these um and so i feel like if you get that many people together Right, like it's it's um this like common saying you see like a crazy rule put up somewhere, a crazy law, and you're like, what is the story behind this that this had to get put up? Like there's a story why this is here, you know? And so maybe these things were going on, or maybe the Lord was just like, I know you're gonna struggle with these, so I just need to put these up because you need to know what the standard is or you need to know what the boundary is. And what do kids do? Like I I'm learning this right now, like a toddler's brain is not even close to being fully developed. Your brain doesn't even develop till you're 25. But um, 
There's like that toddler brain where it's like, I hear you what you're saying, but I'm going to test you to make sure that you know that like that you're going to be s- stable in your what you're saying. And so I feel like we kind of have that with the Lord too, but then we also have our selfish ambition and sometimes we think we know what's best and kind of like what I was saying, that pride or just like call it, oh, I forgot or like because sometimes I just genuinely do or oh, I can do this in my own strength or I don't want to bother the Lord or whatever it is. But um, having that selfish ambition and having pride in your heart or something sparkly walks by and you get your eyes taken off the Lord um, and you need to remember that there are things that you're being held to as a standard, but then also Israelites are God's chosen people. And so he's saying, listen, you're going you're gonna to be held to a standard and also think that these things are to say um listen these are like nearly impossible to like he knows he knows their heart these are going to be nearly impossible for you to follow every single day all the days of your life but that's so that no one can say i i did it i got straight a's um i deserve blah 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 blah. it's it's kind of similar to that (laughs) where yeah i followed all these things perfectly i count me out for this week's sacrifice i'm good or this this month's atonement or the yearly atonement like i'm i'm good didn't do didn't uh, didn't trip up once followed all the things where's my ice cream sundae bar like it, it was it wasn't like that these things were to remind humans that we are humans and that we need god to save us and um we need God and we are not holy or righteous and we can't obtain holiness or righteousness. Those are things that he is. And, uh, and now on, we're on this side of the story, we obtain them um, because Jesus made a way back to the Father. He reconciled a way back to the Father for us. So anyways, those are kind of like, I wrestled with the question and that's not like this is the answer. That's just... Um, I wrestled with the question of like, okay, what's the value of the Ten Commandments here? Like, what what's up with this? And um, why did they? Why did we need? Why did the Israelites need them? But I think the more that I read the story, and the more that I read what comes after it, and then you kind of go back to the beginning of it, you're like, yeah, 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 you guys for sure needed that. Maybe you could have added ten more, but y'all didn't listen to them anyways. Um, so moving on down to the part where it talks about laws about servants. This is really interesting to me because um, this is one of the first scriptures that I can, that I have read that I can remember reading where it's made me think about the slave Bible. And so this is something that I didn't even know was was a thing um, until a few years ago. Ben and I went to the Bible Museum uh, out in Washington, D.C. and they had a, um, a uh, gosh, what are the words I'm looking for? A section of the building dedicated to it. Um, a, a, monument I don't, I don't know i words are escaping me right now but anyways um it was very fascinating it was so heartbreaking so this was um uh omitted from the 1800s so key passages that could incite rebellion and so this slave bible is um so it's about 90 percent of the old testament is missing and 50 percent of the new testament is missing um 
there are 1,189 chapters in a standard Protestant Bible, and this Bible contains only 232. So super crazy, super heartbreaking. Um, but I this made me think of this. So imagine, imagine having God's word. It's only scripture. Okay, sorry. Back up. Imagine you are a slave. And then imagine having the Bible and reading everything in there is really to keep you oppressed and like how how does that warp your vision of god like it's like okay god's not that different from my master like this is like this just is affirming of of what my slave owner my master or um is expecting of me or like what what's being commanded of me what i'm enslaved to so not that loving of a father like right like that i feel like that would be the conversation um but anyways it was very fascinating and so whenever i read things about uh the scriptures that pertain to laws about servants um it makes me think of that and so i just i don't know that a lot of people know about it um uh, it's very it's very heartbreaking to to think about that and imagine some people live their whole lives thinking that this is all that the bible had and it was to keep them oppressed keep them enslaved and nothing about um, you know, in the seventh year, he may go free without paying anything that, that was not a part of it. So super heartbreaking. It just, it just made me think about that while we were reading this scripture. And then, so we, we finish off with today. Um, yeah, just, we're getting into the rules and regulations and they are a value. And I know that sometimes we can be like, okay, how does this pertain to us? I don't really... I don't really like see ox fighting. You know, my neighbor doesn't really own an ox. <laughs> my neighbor owns chickens. Um, so like what what's what's the rules there? But again, I believe these I mean, they definitely had their place. God knew what he was doing. He's a God of order and he's a God who knows when enough is enough. He's a God who knows what his people need and how to disciple them, how to discipline them, how to care for them. And um again the Israelites, they just, they're not going to grasp it. And so, um, yeah, that, that's our, that's our reading for today. But God, I thank you that you are, you are God, you are sovereign and you are Lord. And I thank you that we have your word that reminds us of where humanity has come from all the way, all these thousands of years ago, people being led out, freed into this new land and um, ultimately getting trapped and getting stuck there longer than what they needed because they were unwilling to be counseled by you. <laughs> um, Lord, I thank you that you knew what they needed. You knew these people's hearts. They were enslaved for so long and now they've been set free and God, you knew that their hearts needed healing. They needed to be unraveled, unwound and ultimately they fought it and god i just thank you that when you lead us out to the desert of our lives um you have things that you want to share with us insight that you want to provide healing that you have for us and sometimes some things that we need to abide by and just trust you in and god i pray that we would be a people who grasp what we are reading and that we wouldn't fight um in the same ways that that these Israelites have fought it and I pray that we'd be a people who allow you to gently steward and um, cultivate and care for our hearts as we know that you do 
And so God, I pray that today's reading and really throughout the rest of these stories that we would allow you to, your word to minister to our heart in the way that it does, and it would convict lovingly in the way that it does. And I just thank you so much for that. And so in your name we pray, amen. So today is the day where the, uh, I was just going to say the Daily Bible team, not all of us, <laughs> um, but my dad, mom, Ezekiel, my brother Christian, they are on their way out to Israel. They are flying out today. And so here's how this is going to work. So I am not going out there. Um, it, it's just, this is, the first year that uh, the, the borders have been open since we've had our daughter Reagan, and I just was kind of like, I don't know how this uh, jet lag would go with an uh, almost two-year-old. And uh, so I just was like a little nervous about just how, I mean, it, they're long days, they're go, go, go. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I still have to record and, um, and to work. And I was just like, I think this is a, one of those things that I need. I think wisdom is to take this year off. So I am back in the States. I'm back in Nashville. So that's where I'm reading uh, to you from. So I am going to be reading this week with you. I'm opening. I'm going to be reading to you, um, processing the scripture together and praying. And then um, basically I'm going to, instead of staying and waiting for you here tomorrow, I'm just going to say I'm going to turn it over to mom. Um, because she's going to take you to Israel with her. So I'll be, you'll be in the States with me for the reading, and then she is going to um, tell you about, you know, what she's seen, what she's doing, um, how she's doing, how you can pray for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's such a, a great trip. And I know that, I mean, we haven't gone in two years. So her yeah, this is this will be. We went twenty twenty, didn't go twenty one, twenty two. So this is, yeah, we took two full years off. And so I know that so many. Maybe this is your first time that you are quote coming to Israel with us, but this could be your several it time. That's not a word or a metric of numbers, but there it is. The new one. Uh, but I know that it there's it's such a great trip and it it would be so sad if like we if like this week I just didn't we didn't have any commentary about what was going on or you know you'd miss the whole front leg of the trip. So anyways, we're traveling out today. Um and um yeah, so this one today, I'll end it formally, but then, you know, through tomorrow all the way up until you know, the next week or two, or sorry, the next like two-ish weeks, uh, you'll get to listen to what's going on in Israel with uh, with my family. So I would encourage you to listen to the ends of those podcasts as well so that you are up to date and you can kind of envision it. And um, if you haven't gone to Israel, uh, my dad has done a beautiful job of filming even places that you can't take a bus. And so uh, you can go to the dailyoutbible.com website and you can go to the shop and there's the promised land. And that has got all of the footage that you, you can even be like, okay, this is where Jill said that she was today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this part and, and see what this is like. It's a great visual to have. 
But anyways, that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, everyone. It's Christy in Kentucky. Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Lord, Neil has asked us to pray for his marriage. Father God, we are asking, Lord Jesus, that you be with his family and heal hearts. Father, heal wounds, Lord Jesus. Father, we are asking that they make their way back to one another, Lord, and that you will bring reconciliation and restoration to this marriage and protect this family, we pray in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for answering our prayers for Cameron, Father, Tanya's son. Thank you, Father, for meeting all his financial and housing needs for this semester. And Father, we're asking that you bless those who have blessed him. And we ask for continued favor for Cameron, Father God, protecting, blessing, we pray. Father, we are also calling in for prayer for Taylor, which is an unknown sister called in and just simply said she's going to call her friend Taylor, who is a victim of sex trafficking. Oh, Father, so many victims out there, women and men and children. Oh, Jesus. Father, we're asking for deliverance from this evil in our world, Father God. Lord, we thank you for Heather and Nashville being brave enough to talk about being a survivor of sexual assault. And Lord Jesus, I'm asking that you turn this hurt, Father, into a testimony that will bring healing to the lives of other women. Father, we are praying for Emma as her husband goes away for six weeks for his training. Lord Jesus, just be with her and give her peace, Father, and bless him while he's away, Father. We ask them both to have wisdom and grace during this time. Father Mary Ellen, Massachusetts, ask us to pray for her entire family. They need to know you, Jesus, and we're asking that you come and meet them at their point of need and bring healing to her daddy. Good morning. This is Gina over in California. I just want to thank um, everyone for your prayers. Thank you, Adrian, for um, praying. And I am definitely in a better place, but yes, God can forgive what I can't. So thank you for that. Um, thank you for that person. I forgot your name, but you said that, you know, sometimes you feel like the prayers aren't heard. And it had been a while and I hadn't heard anything. And then literally on the last podcast, it was shared that someone prayed for me and then you said that, you know, God, your prayers are being heard and it's just very encouraging. So thank you for listening and sharing. But everyone, please pray uh, for my husband. He will be having surgery soon. He has a growth on his shoulder and we're waiting for insurance to approve the CAT scan. And it's just been a week now since he went to the doctors and he's just in pain. So please pray for his body to be able to handle the pain until the surgery is able to happen and for the right surgeons and the right situations to happen. So the surgery is just amazing and just a godsend. But thank you guys for your prayers and your love. You guys really are my family and I appreciate you guys so much. Be blessed. Good morning, DABC family. This is Rodney from Atlanta. Hey, you guys, I really miss, you guys really miss being on here, but uh, this year I'm hanging out with Brian on the other side. So I uh, just want to 
drop in and say hello and uh, to share a word of prayer with you all. But love you guys and just praying God's blessing upon your life. I want to pray today that the favor of God will be upon you. So Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Let your favor that you promised we will have rest upon us throughout this day. Bless those who are going through God. Encourage those and strengthen those or heal on their bodies. God, I thank you, Lord, for your deliverance. I thank you, Lord, for your healing of the mind, healing of the body, healing of our finances. God, we thank you for all the great things you have done. I pray, God, your favor be upon your people. Let your favor, God, produce greater victories, recognition, prominence, preferential treatment, petitions granted, policy and rule change, and battles won in which we don't have to fight. Let your, let your favor go before us this is the time of this is the time of increase in our lives. God, I thank you, Lord, right now that you will do it, that you will cause it to come to pass. We will experience your favor in our lives. Satan, your work is over. We bind you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we release the people of God to walk in freedom, to walk in peace, to walk in love. And God, we declare it to be done in the mighty the matchless, the marvelous, the majestic name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, DABC family. I'll be back, but I'm going back on Brian's side for a few more days, all right? Y'all take care. Blessings. Dear Lord, I come before you on bended knee. Uh, this is Justin from Indiana. You know me, you know my story. You knew me before I was even. Uh, thank you for every blessing that you've given me in my life, from good health to my healthy kids, to safeguarding and protecting their mom uh, and allowing, that, allowing her to do the same for our children. Thank you for every friend and family member that we have, um, that we encounter, uh, all the good and the bad ones, whether that means uh, they're there for support or whether you need to remove them because they're too toxic to our environment and uh, they don't benefit us. And you know, you know that, and you know them and you know us best, so thank you for that. Thank you. Please watch out for Molly. This is going to be a personal prayer. Um, I just want you to really take care of her and keep her by your side because I know that she was lost a long time and, and I think she was found again. And I just want you to always be the beacon of light in her life because you are a beacon of hope and light and, and love. Um, please help everybody listening to heal their past trauma, any future current trauma they're going through. Uh, please take away my addictions, any paralyzing pain that stops me from being a better Christian for you. Um, please heal those like me and those that are better off and worse than me. Thank you for giving us this line and, and each other to connect to and to be able to hear each other's prayers and stories. Um, we know you listen to everyone, and I try to too. And Whether that means this is just playing at night, protecting us with your words while we sleep, or if we're awake throughout the day, uh, taking it all in, we're, we're constantly wanting to be more like you. So thank you for all you've given us. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us, resurrecting him from the dead to prove. And thank you for, uh, you know, I, I ask you to remove any slavery, bondage, uh, human trafficking, grooming, exploitation of children. Just help take care of children and little creatures. I ask for all this in your holy son's name. Amen.